If I had a ferry, <laughs> I'd ride it in the morning. I'd ride it in the evening all over this land. It's the ferry of justice. It's the ferry of freedom. It's the ferry of That opening crash was Martha Hennessy, granddaughter of Catholic worker founder Dorothy Day, breaking a champagne bottle against the side of the spanking new $100 million Staten Island Ferry named the Dorothy Day, followed by the Filthy Rotten System Band, led by Bud Courtney. And I've got a ferry to sing all over this land. I'm Alan Winston, co-host of Bar Pro Radio Podcast. On November 4th, 2022, I rode out to Staten Island on one of the ferries with several Catholic workers and others who work for world peace. We went to celebrate the commissioning of the Dorothy Day Staten Island Ferry out on the island. I spoke first with Mary Yelenik, head of the United Nations Pax Christi International. We are presently on the Staten Island Ferry, heading for the ceremony to celebrate the newest member of the fleet, <laughs> the Dorothy Day. Why, why name a ferry after Dorothy Day? I've been trying to figure that out myself. I haven't quite put my, my head around it. It's, it's good to get the publicity for Dorothy Day. People should know who she is. She was clearly an important person from Staten Island, has done a lot of good in the world. Um, so we'll see if people put two and two together. I, I, I don't know, but it's, she's a remarkable woman. She has been around, and certainly um, her presence has felt um, a Catholic worker has changed the world. A lot of people have been very moved by the work that she did, and her granddaughter is here today continuing her good work. Martha's here? Martha Hennessy is here. We also have Bud Courtney's here, Catholic worker, musician. He's going to be playing later. Hey, Bud, how you doing? Hi, Alan. And, and also with us is um, Anthony Donovan. Um, most of the ferries are named after a military person and, and, and uh, Republican conservative politicians. So I wonder where Dorothy Day falls into that mix. Well, uh, the story, and I don't know her name, I'm sorry, her name was uh, Miss Kennedy, I do know that. There was a, when the new ferries were commissioned to be built, they put out somewhere, I'm not sure, uh, peop asking people what should we name the ferries, the three ferries. So people submitted suggestions, uh, and there were evidently several hundred different letters that came in. And it was the de Blasio administration that sifted all through these letters and someone said, oh, Dorothy Day, this sounds good. They read her description of Dorothy Day. This person was not a Catholic worker. The Catholic workers didn't even know this ferry was, we found out about it through a news clipping I did, and then just spread the word that there's gonna be a ferry named the Dorothy Day, and we all said, really? So it's pretty amazing, yeah. So what do you think Dorothy Day would think about a ferry being named after her? Well, don't call me a saint. I mean, you know, don't call me a ferry boat. I mean, she, she wasn't all about herself, and she wasn't about her name being known. So she was pretty, she just wanted to stick to the work, and she wanted to grow community, and that's what she was concerned about. So I, I don't know what she would have thought. What do you think, Mary? Well, I think that we view saints as being people who walk on water. So in that sense, it's very apt. 
I agree with Mary and Anthony that she would be, I think she would be opposed to it. I really think she would like to see, first it's a heck of a lot of money that could be used to helping people, which is what Dorothy's mission really was in life, to help, to help others and to create peace in the world. I really think if they were going to do this and she were here, she would lobby very hard to turn it into a 24-hour floating soup kitchen where it could house people and feed people back and forth and give them a lovely view of New York and the Statue of Liberty, which is what this city is all about, should be all about, was all about, will be all about. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, ca I'm capturing Martha Hennessy here, granddaughter of Dorothy Day. We're, we're approaching um, the uh, Staten Island. Um, t tell me your thoughts right now as, as, as we get ready to commission the Dorothy Day Ferry. It's a happy day to celebrate. We have this ferry being named after Dorothy, and I'm to give a little speech, and um, it's a nice celebration, and hopefully I can get in uh, political commentary as well. Well, why not? Why not? What would, what would your grandmother think about being named after a ferry? I don't know. It costs $84 million. Um, that's questionable, but let's delight in the fun things of life while we can. Okay. Good luck with your speech. So I'm, I'm walking along here. We're getting ready to go on the new Dorothy Day uh, Staten Island Ferry. I'm talking with Liam, a, um, a theology student and Catholic worker, mm -hmm. works at Catholic Worker. Um, so. wh wh why should we know who Dorothy Day is? Well, I think a lot about, you know, a lot of people want to maybe hold her up or to say, you know, maybe to hold her up on a pedestal instead of to know who she was and to actually come to the Catholic Worker, to actually volunteer and to be a part of the movement, people just want to say, you know, this was cool. And so I think, you know, to truly know who she was is to join and to be a part of uh, what she was leading us into. You volunteer at the Catholic Worker uh, downtown. Um, what, what, what do you do down there? Do you work at St. Joseph House or Mary House? Yeah, I spend some time at Mary House. You know, I've spent a lot of time in the morning cooking preparing soups, just getting ready. You know, we are open from noon to two. The door is open for women who need to come, need to eat, if they need to get clothes or shower. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, for me, that's what we're being called into is to serve and to, you know, the time that we give. Uh, and just, I mean, community at the end of the day is such a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're standing right uh, in front of the new Dorothy Day Ferry. What does it look like? Oh, well, there's a lot of flags I see, first of all. It looks like... Uh, a lot of American flags. A lot of American flags. Would Dorothy think, do you think she would have liked that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not so sure that she would have liked that. Um, no, I mean, yeah, not the patriotism of what I'm seeing so far. But, I mean, it's a beautiful ferry, that's for sure. Uh, it's clean. I Brand see new. It's all shiny. Brand new and shiny. The chairs are set for us. There's, you know, a, a sense of... Uh, I don't know, I think there will be some important people sitting up there on the stage, and yeah, it will be interesting to see how it all unfolds here. It's Great. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Liam. Thanks Thank a lot. So Good much, luck. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see you at Mary House. Of course. Right. Yeah, we'll right. see. Bob Ford, I'm an engineer for the FTA, and uh, I represent the federal government's share in funding this vessel. How much does this vessel, vessel cost, and how much was the federal government in for it? 
I think this particular vessel cost about $100 million. Um, I'm not sure exactly how much the federal government paid for this one. My role was actually on uh, the first and second uh, vessels, the sister vessels to this one. I think we had a fairly small share in this one. And this is a new, uh, new type of ferry, right? It's a new version, updated, modern. Do you know any of the features that are, that are on it? Yeah, these two flood doors that are uh, right in front of us, these big uh, silver doors. I don't know, what are they, six by six by seven something like that um those flood door those doors are required for uh, emergency ingress and egress um at additional locations beyond just the two ferry stations that typically staten island ferries go to and those are one of the features that uh, is the reason why the federal government uh, paid for the sister ships because it is safer than the other staten island ferries it's not necessarily that it's safer but in a case of an emergency when uh, people need to get in and out of Manhattan, in and out of Long Island, something like that. These can pull. These vessels can pull up to additional locations um, to help evacuate people from Manhattan or from Long Island. Right. And anything else about this ferry that makes it unique from other um, uh, kinds of ferries? It's got a uh, special propulsion system that I'm not super familiar with. It. I think it's called a, a Voith unit. Um, it makes it more maneuverable and uh, difficult to. Uh, weather, um, but beyond that, uh, I think they brought back a lot of features that we've seen before. So you're basically here as a representative of the federal government who paid for a good part of this Dorothy Day ferry. Yeah, that's right. Do you know anything about Dorothy Day? Uh, just what I'm learning here, actually. Uh, I know a little bit more about Sandy Grounds uh, and Michael J. Aulis, the sister ships that, uh, we, that were my particular projects. Um, but unfortunately, my coworker could not be here, so I'm here in his uh, capacity representing the FTA. Dorothy Day was a um, kind of an insurrectionist and a revolutionary, and I'm not sure she would have liked the American flag on the ship. Is there any commentary from the federal government on that? I don't have any comments on that. <laughs> okay. Bob, thank you very much for sharing with us. Sure thing. I'm Sister Mary Joseph, and I'm from Rosary Hill Home in Hawthorne, New York. And I'm Sister Mary DePaul, and I'm also from Rosary Hill Home in Hawthorne, New York. And could you tell us why you're here? Well, our community has a history that goes back to the Lower East Side of Manhattan in 1896, and um, our foundress has started work down there. And through those years, our early sisters worked with the poor and became very acquainted with the um, Catholic workers as well as with Dorothy Day. I never personally met Dorothy Day, but uh, a number of our older sisters had met her and uh, had very fond things to say about her. And uh, One of our sisters even volunteered with her at, at stayed at her retreat in uh, Staten Island before she had entered our communities. So, so we feel a connection to her and uh, uh, we were very pleased to be invited to this. What do you think she would think about having a ferry being named after her? Well, I she she had a great presence in Staten Island and a great presence in Manhattan. Um, in her humble way, she probably would <laughs> not want it, but in another way, I think she would be uh, tickled by it. <laughs> so, uh, it seems very patriotic. I see the flags. Um, yeah, she w know, somewhat ironic, <laughs> isn't it? Yes, yes, and in a way, um, you could just think that that represents the best of America. Um, but Dorothy tried, you know, to help people see more than just past the flag, you know. Looking at society at large, uh, you know, we, we live and move and have our being in the world, too. So we have to, um, and if, if her name being on a boat and somebody says, well, what did that woman do for New York? 
uh, sparks a, maybe a tourist even person coming on saying what did that woman do for New York or what did and they look her up and see the, some of the causes that she uh, fought for the poor wanted peace you know was very anti-war I think some of the things could be good for people in the future to think about great thank you thank you very much and enjoy the day. My name is Rachel D'Aragon, and I'm here because um, I'm, well, I'm related to Dorothy. I've known Dorothy and the Catholic Worker all my life, and um, I'm here because the ferry boat is extremely meaningful. Dorothy spent a great deal of her time on Staten Island, and uh, it was a place that really meant a great deal to her, and therefore to all of us um, who knew her. <laughs> What is your relationship to Dorothy Day? Uh, Dorothy's younger brother was married to my mother's sister, and uh, my first cousins are her nephews, and um, they are Tamar's first cousins. <laughs> wow, so, so you knew Miss Day? Yes, I did. I, I knew her from the time I was born. Yes, I, I knew her. Actually, I'm born on the same day as she. But uh, <laughs> November 8th. Yes, <laughs> we share a birthday. Um, but um, yes, I, I've known her all my life. My mother knew her since my mother was about 12 or 13 years old. Amazing. Wonderful to meet you. What would um, Dorothy Day say about a fairy being named after her? <laughs> oh, I think she would smile. <laughs> I think she would smile. <laughs> Um, you know, the ferry is a, a, a kind of an important, like, link, you know. Uh, you know, before there was the Verrazano Bridge, it was the only way to Staten Island. And, uh, you know, uh, Dorothy first had her first cottage in Staten Island in, like, 1926, I guess it must have been. Uh, about that, about 1925, 26. And it was much more rural than it is now. And... Um, it was, uh, you know, the ferry was uh, sort of the link to the city. And uh, so, you know, my, my, my mother's family lived on Staten Island near where Dorothy had her cottages, and that's how uh, they met. <laughs> did you ever go out to that cottage, or did you ever ride with? Uh, 1927, I really wasn't around. Yeah, I guess you're going for <laughs> Of course not. Right. No, I mean, when she first had that bungalow, that was long before the Catholic worker. Um, and uh, my mother's family had a house, they had a, owned a house um, very close by. So they, the, my mother's and her sisters, uh, got to know Dorothy and her friends, and that's how they all got to know each other and how my mother's sister met Dorothy's brother. And <laughs> I mean, as a child, who is she? She's Dorothy. I mean, she was a person who, one of many people who were around who had things to say who um, were involved in social issues I mean it was not you know you don't look as a child and say this person is higher or lower or anything we're going to be canonized by the Catholic Church certainly not and she would have laughed at that too <laughs> she would have laughed at that too and she was she was not a person who uh, sought um, ways to climb up or to be recognized or to be lauded or that was not certainly her sort of way of being and it certainly was not something that was part of um, anything in the Catholic worker at all then or now. Or to have her name on a, on a Staten Island ferry boat. No, she would think that was rather funny. <laughs> I think she would really get a kick out of it actually. <laughs> Can you tell me what kind of work you got you went into? Uh, well, I, uh, I'm retired now, but I spent um, 45 years. I worked for the Sisters of the Good Shepherd, uh, working um, as a counselor with uh, teenage girls. 
who had been, they were, it's basically foster care kinds of situations. And I was an educational vocational counselor for 45 years. So that's sort of a family business, helping others. Well, I wouldn't call it a business. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know I'm being facetious, but you... But I, w I mean, I would say, as I, I indicated in terms of, um, I mean, the, the idea that there are inequities and that there are people who need um, somebody to be there and to um, hear them is really part of the way I was raised. And certainly, um, you know, as I say, my mother and her sisters all kind of, they all got along well with Dorothy, you know, and, and, and the not, they weren't part of the Catholic worker. They took different roads, but certainly um, in terms of the value structure, um, they certainly uh, conveyed that to, to everybody. <laughs> well, Rachel, thank you so much for talking with us and sharing with us your memories of, of your um, relative Dorothy Day. Yes, and, and as I say, she would, I think she would, she's smiling today. I think she's saying, oh, what is all this nonsense going on? <laughs> and and kind of giving it a good laugh. I, I, that's what My name is Rose McPartland, um, here for Dorothy. <laughs> um, and my father brought me to Dorothy, and uh, he's a peace walker. Um, I've met you at Washington. I've seen you. You're a, the bar crawl guy or something. <laughs> I know who you are. Whoa. I'm good with faces. Um, I'm clearly not. Yeah, that's okay. Did, did, did we talk before? I probably ran. Yeah. I have your card. I, I got you now. <laughs> I got, and I have your card somewhere. Um, I, I, what is your connection with Dorothy Day and the Catholic Worker? Okay. I, um, my name is Rose McPartland. I live in New Jersey. My father is Jules Orkin. He's been doing peace work for maybe 15 or 18 years. Uh, he kind of started off with the uh, Nipponzai Mahoji, the monks and nuns that walk for peace. Um, and I thought he was crazy. So he's a peace walker. Yes, sir. And also a, a member of Veterans for Peace. Um, I'm an associate member now. In the beginning, I thought he had lost his mind. Uh, saw As most daughters do of their fathers. Correct. Uh, saw robes, thought of things he told me not to do. Um, uh, started getting ar arrested in Washington, things he told me not to do. But all I kept hearing were a few names that were always coming up. Dorothy Days, Grady's, Berrigan's, uh, many, James Yee, uh, Martha. Uh, Martha, you know, Catholic Worker, Frida, more Junsan, uh, more names than I could begin to, but now I saw faces. And it was all starting to come together for me. And um, so the last five or six years, I've taken his uh, walk with him and uh, been walking with Nipponzan, uh, volunteering down at the Catholic Worker. And um, I'm 58 and white and <laughs> realize that my generation has slightly dropped the ball. Um, we've had a, um, um, we didn't have much happen at that time. I realized the Vietnam War was mashed for me on TV. I didn't lose my brother, I didn't lose my father. My father is a veteran. Um, but once the connections came, and then when I realized what was happening, um, I got involved, and I never um, will go back um, to, to ignoring. I'd rather go forward. And on my last note, I just want to plug my students. Um, I work with kids with different abilities, and we started making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that go to the Catholic worker. And I drop them off on Saturday mornings at St. Joe's, and we're up to 3,000 sandwiches. Um, so 
Dorothy has taught me to give my kids purpose and my kids call it a job and we learn about health and you put on gloves and we realize we're making sandwiches and my coworkers first kind of thought my father was crazy then they said he was a hippie <laughs> and then I said he's a beatnik he's not the right age and now they're getting in a public school I bring Dorothy in every week sometimes they call her my friend <laughs> or sometimes they call her Doris <laughs> but um People are awakening to Dorothy, and this is just another sign that um, more people will um, learn the miracles of Dorothy Day. And I then ran into Mark Colville. He and Martha Hennessy were members of the Plowshare 7, a group of people who broke into the Kings Bay Naval Base in Georgia to protest America's continued proliferation of nuclear arms. The Kings Bay Naval Base contains the largest number of nuclear weapons in the world. Mark and Martha spent some amount of time in federal prisons for their acts of conscience. Hey, Mark Colville, how you doing? I'm good. There we go. That's wonderful. Mark, we just uh, we we spoke not so long ago, and now you're here at the uh, commissioning of the Dorothy Day Ferry. What what is your impressions? I I just for one thing, I think it's so incredibly appropriate to name a boat uh, ferry after her particularly with the connections uh, to Staten Island that, that the movement had, uh, particularly in the early days. So um, to me, it's, uh, it's kind of an, a really nice gesture that the city's doing, and um, I'm really heartened by it, actually. Um, you know, um, of course, there's all kinds of controversy within the Catholic worker movement about whether we should participate in the process of making Dorothy a saint. But... Um, to me, this is but she did not want to be a, a seen well, as a saint. She did say that in, in life. Um, personally, I have my own opinions about that, but um, the uh, I just think that the fact that, that New York City decided to do this and really claim Dorothy as as a, you know proud you know a proudly claim her as one of their own I think is just um, makes me love New York more than I did before. So. It's an unusual naming of a ferry. I mean, usually when they name a Staten Island ferry, it's either a military person or a, a conservative politician. Yeah. Uh, very few women have been named for ferries. Uh, what do you think Dorothy would think about this event? Well, I don't know. I mean, I suppose um, given her uh, her very significant uh, streak of humility that um, she'd be a little embarrassed by it perhaps. But I think underneath that, um, taking herself out of out of the uh, scenario, she would. Uh, I think she'd feel the same way. I think she'd feel. I mean, New York is was really her home, and New York embraced her as she embraced the uh, you know the poorest in New York. So again, I think um, I think she'd be very happy with it. And I think um, also with regard to the whole sainthood thing. I mean, I. Uh, I don't have an opinion one way or another whether it's a good thing or not, but um, I do think that uh, what she said in life about not wanting to be a saint was about not being dismissed, you know, or not being put on a pedestal, um, and that's all understandable, but I think given her love for the church that um, perhaps, not that she would be necessarily in favor of it, but I think I think she's looking down, if she is, and thinking, well, let the people do, let the people do what they want, you know. Um, I don't think uh, she wants her legacy to be 
to be something like a you know a museum piece that has to be preserved um, and and I think it's up to those of us in the Catholic worker movement to um, you know to really struggle to to live the message that she lived you know and that's how we preserve her legacy so it's not so much these symbolic gestures like sainthood um, that she would be interested in but um, you know the building of communities like the Catholic worker movement has been dedicated to that's the that's that's the lasting legacy <coughs> thank you Marco I just I, I want to ask a kind of totally other kind of question mm -hmm. uh, you were in prison for uh, a, a year more more than a year yeah. uh, for your uh, work uh, in uh, trying to get us to denuclearize mm -hmm. clearly we're not but that's not my question is like how how has your life been since uh, you're, you're totally out now? You're you're not under house arrest or anything, right? Actually, as of yesterday, I, I got notification from the court that I've been um, released from probation uh, two years early, actually, which I applied for uh, after after a year and of the probation. So, um, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, I think the the prison time and the return from prison, um, particularly during these times when the you know I, I feel I I felt both in and out of prison that uh, that uh, you know the, f the fascist uh, project is really uh, is really deepening in this country and taking root at this point um, in ways that uh, that are frightening, and so. For me to see that happening both from the other side of the bars and now from outside the bars, um, maybe even more frightening out here, you know. Um, I remember our, our old friend Phil Berrigan, when he got out of prison, oftentimes he would say, well, I'm back in minimum security now. <laughs> <laughs> and I can relate to that. I mean, uh, um, it's a... It's a good little uh, one-liner, but you know it's becoming more and more true that uh, that out here we are, you know, we're we're just in a lower security at this point. You, you know it, and I, many of us do not. <laughs> well, it's it's good. I, I think it's good, especially again in the context that we're living, to have that perspective. You know, again from uh, from living on the other side of those bars, um, I, I find it to be in many ways a gift and a preparation for what lies ahead in terms of our struggle as you know, citizens in this country. I, I think it's really interesting that November 8th is both Dorothy Day's birthday and election day in which this country is at an inflection point. Of course, we're getting into politics now, but... Uh, yeah, again, a frightening, uh, frightening day coming up, you know, uh, and it's um, particularly uh, nerve-wracking for me to see how the, you know, in many ways the... Uh, at least the immediate fate of our country is so much tied to these, uh, to this electoral process, which has been totally hijacked by billionaires and corporate interests. Um, you know, that's a, that's a frightening reality. Um, so, well, maybe we, we need to have another talk after November eighth and <laughs> see see where we're at. Today it's a beautiful day, and we're out in Staten Island, getting Absolutely. ready to commission the Dorothy Day Ferry. We should, uh, we should celebrate everything we can. You know, and this is a great day to celebrate. So. Thanks. Thank you, Mark Colville. Thank you very much. Great seeing you. My name is Brendan, Brendan Fay, and um, so I'm active with NICAN, the New York Campaign Against, um, you know, 
nuclear weapons. And, but, you know, the heart of my work actually comes from, as soon as I arrived in New York, I very quickly morning, found a Catholic worker, Dorothy Day, Rosie you know. And um, most people, when they come to New York, look for the Statue of Liberty. To me, I associated New York with Dorothy Day. And this is such a moving day, connecting a free ferry. The workers of the city move back and forth. Staten Island, which is usually left out, that she loved it so much. And um, Dorothy Day is all about belonging, inclusion, and all, and very much uh, radical hospitality, you know. And I would love to see all our public transport should be free, you know. And welcome to the Staten Island for the commissioning of the Dorothy Day Ferry Speaking Ferry. is Roseanne Caruana, New York what City Department of Transportation, Staten Island Borough Commissioner. So now today we stand beside the third and final new ferry boat, the Dorothy Day. Dorothy Day was also someone who the South Shore called her their very own and who has become a legendary figure known worldwide. But for those who don't know the history, let me quickly explain why Dorothy Day was one of the great Americans of the 20th century. A convert to Catholicism, Dorothy Day was the founder of the Catholic Worker Movement during the Great Depression. The Catholic Worker, to this day, fight for the poor and hungry of our city. I know we have folks here from the Catholic Worker Movement, so if you please stand so we can acknowledge you. In fact, just this morning, some of these folks dispensed meals at a soup kitchen in the Lower East Side, which is amongst the many houses of hospitality that the Catholic Worker Movement still operates. So thank you. Dorothy Day was an incredible and prolific writer. She edited a daily newspaper, authored seven books, and even for a while wrote a gardening uh, column in our very own Staten Island Advance. She was also a brave activist for peace and human rights, unafraid to be arrested at protest. In fact, she was jailed eight separate times over her life. But finally, and most importantly, Dorothy Day was a humble woman of God who attended Mass daily. She was called on to the, to the practice of works of mercy, and she did that work for justice and peace. She believed in the God-given dignity of us all, and she saw Christ in the least amongst us. And because of all that good work, never mind all that divine inspiration, God willing, Dorothy Day may someday, someday be Saint Dorothy Day. Yep. I'm here to dedicate okay. a, a, a new ferry. Vito Fosella, Staten Island Borough President. The, the people who make this ferry run uh, reliably every single day. And we also have to remember that, that safety is an issue as well. So we uh, thank the Coast Guard, the men and women of the Coast Guard are here who keep us safe on the seas. Uh, but we also know what, what's behind me is the backdrop of the United States American flag. And to this day, uh, people from all over the world, all walks of life, no matter what you look like or who you are, you still come to these shores for an opportunity and the blessing that you can live in the greatest country in the world. And that's still reflected and represented by the, the flag. So I, I hope in your words that we may disagree from time to time but we put all of those differences aside for the common good. And in a way, Dorothy Day was about that, right? She talked about the dignity of every life, talked about hope and gratitude, and the little way of love was her words, the little way of love. And wouldn't it, the world be a much better place if more people exercised that little, little thing about a little way of love, making your neighbor a little more happy, making somebody who needs help a little, giving them the food they need, the shelter they may need, 
And I think that's what was, was emblematic of her life and her legacy. Now back to Anthony. He told us he had a band inspired, but what is perhaps Dorothy Day's most famous quote? Just to be clear, when I started, I should have mentioned that Dorothy Day was a woman who brooked no foolishness, spoke her mind, and did so very directly. As she once said, and I quote, our problems stem from our acceptance of this filthy, rotten system. Well, Anthony is joined here today with at least a couple of the members of the Filthy Rotten System Band. Anthony, the stage is yours. So the leader of the Filthy Rotten System Band is Bud Courtney, who's getting his guitar uh, together. And we're joined by Janine Otis of St. Mark's Church, the musical director, and Amanda Delioso of The Catholic Worker. Okay, thank you so much to the Filthy Rotten System Band. Uh, finally, um, it is my honor to bring you Martha Hennessy, Dorothy Day's granddaughter. You actually have a picture of Martha in your program on page two. If you squint a little bit, you will see her right there holding um, uh, a book in her hand called The Mrs. Ladybug. So, yep, that's Martha. So Martha has continued her grandmother's proud legacy of activism, and we are so pleased to have her here today representing Dorothy Day's entire family. So Martha, please come up to the podium. Thank you. Thank you all for being here. A beautiful day. Beautiful day. Thank you for that song. Thank you all for all the hard work you've done to put this together. I understand it's quite a feat of organizational skills. Well, Dorothy Day is famous. Pope Francis told the US Congress that along with Abe Lincoln and Dr. King and the monk Thomas Merton, that my grandmother serves as a true model for faithful American Christians. Last December, Cardinal Dolan and the Guild, with the help of hundreds of volunteers and the support of Catholic workers in over 100 communities across the United States and around the world, sent off a mountain of evidence that supports her sainthood. And here in New York, people agree that Dorothy Day's life of practicing the gospel teachings just might balance out our multitude of sins. And now we join here from across New York to dedicate a ferry boat that carries people on the same route as Dorothy took countless times between the Manhattan House of Hospitality and Soup Kitchen and her beloved cottage on Staten Island. My daughter remembers her first ride on the Staten Island Ferry, her sense of joy, the freeness, and the delight of this city set in glorious nature. 
Today is cause for celebration, and all of us who love Dorothy are grateful. She would probably have something to say about resource allocation, but I think she would be pleased, and that being for one very big reason. She was born in Brooklyn, and she returned to New York in 1917, and she loved New York. She loved our city's homeless, poor, and thrown away people, and she loved the women and men who came to help at the Catholic Worker, some for a few days and some for a lifetime. She loved her many friends on various New York margins, many who shared her dreams and disappointments. Dorothy was a New Yorker, and this was her city. When she was young, she loved its bars and theaters. She always loved its opera and bookstores and feisty labor unions and city squares where her co-worker, Peter Morin, could join other dissenters in inspiring the rest of us. And she loved out-of-the-way churches and the quiet strangers who worshipped with her. And yes, she loved Staten Island, where she spent happy days with the man she loved, where they conceived a child and at considerable sacrifice found her way into the church. She is now buried on Staten Island. It was love like that for humanity and for God who made and loved us that inspired her vocation the practice of the works of mercy, her journalism to expose poverty and injustice, the formation of community in city and countryside, trying to build a new society in which it is easier to live, and through her nonviolent civil resistance to war, the most destructive abandonment of love. Dorothy Day's love for New York embraced those she met each day and poured forth to all people everywhere, especially those who suffer and are thus closest to our loving God. Be assured today that her radical challenges to both church and state, her intense determination to resist so many of our unjust practices, they all arose from love, including love for New York and its people, and the city's rivers, and seas, and skies, and indeed the ferry, and most of all, from her love for her neighbors, which includes all of us. It is no small thing to know that here today, the city Dorothy Day loved says, at least for a moment, Dorothy, we love you back. Thank you. If I had a ferry, I'd ride it in the morning, I'd ride it in the evening, all over this land. It's the ferry of justice, it's the ferry of... What? Well, I've got a hammer and I've got, got a bell, bell and I've got a ferry to sing all over this land. It's the hammer of justice. It's the bell.